the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. For all of my life, whenever I would talk to a pseudo-intellectual fascist, Marxist, communist, Democrat, they would keep insisting that they were enlightened and they were smart. And to think of anything other than the way they thought and they presented society and policies was to be a Neanderthal, was to be a caveman, was to be dumb, deplorable. Pick it, right? The principles that... uh, of Americanism. After all, they were um, created and this country was fought for by morons, slave owners, wretched human beings and the rest. Yet history seems to prove the socialist and the communist and the Marxist collectivist incompetent failures and corrupted and wrong in every turn, in every single policy. That's why this year is going to be extremely painful as the election year was, as we were forced To watch a know-nothing, a do-nothing, a good-for-nothing political whore losing his faculties tell us how somehow, if he were in charge, he and his party could orchestrate society where it would be safer, you'd be healthier, you would be wealthier. So as I reflect on that town hall yesterday of this moron, and I'm going to just suffer through just a little bit. Oh, all right, you couldn't hear that? As you're pumping all of the money, as Don Lemon... Ask the question, you're pumping all of the money into the economy. How could it not create inflation? I'm pretty confident that, that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to... No, the, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Now, he's saying it three times because he's lying and he wants the people to believe he's smart and intelligent and enlightened and your life will be better. But it, it won't. And we know that just like we knew it when they made it easier for criminals to not go to jail, it was going to be bad. So now they're going to lie like they do on every statistic on every little thing that when their lips are moving, they're lying. Now, that holds true for all politicians. But the Democrat Marxist failure specifically has truly perfected the concept of are you going to believe your lying eyes or what this feeble person is saying in the the foreground? So when J.B. Pritzker five months ago signed the cash Bail, where they were going to lower cash bail. They were going to make it easier for people who killed each other and robbed each other to to stay out of prison. When they were going to lift the shoplifting from, I think it was $200 to $1,000 before they could charge you with a crime. That's so that they could manipulate their statistics. So that we could be living in a city that is murdering itself, literally. Minute by minute that on a Wednesday, you got 20 people shot, 15 year old. I mean, we're used to it now. Right. These are these are Middle Eastern numbers. This is wartime numbers. It was all set up by the actions they did. First thing in covid, you let four thousand criminals out of prison, 64 murderers. That, That alone is staggering. And by the way, this isn't just Illinois. This is the philosophy of the Democrat, the enlightened, the intelligentsia, the Mercedes Marxist most of whom live in Glencoe and have nothing to do with Chicago. It's a new day, a new chapter. The healing starts now. 
That's some of the reaction as Governor Pritzker signs off on major changes to the criminal justice system in Illinois. And many in law enforcement, they're not happy about it. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ben Bradley. And I'm Lourdes Duarte. We begin with our top story here tonight. Illinois will become the first state in the nation to eliminate pretrial cash bail. That's just one. And that is why Illinois is seeing the spike it's seeing. Now, they haven't even fully implemented this yet. We're just living in stage one of the ramification and the result of this moronic, stupid policy by a trust fund baby who's never done anything. But this is the policy of the Democrats nationwide, because what they understand is that they need a strong base. And they were starting to lose that base. They were starting to lose People of certain races that they counted on, no matter how much they abused them, no matter how many ghettos they built for them to live in, they were starting to lose that to the reality of success under very specific Trump policies. And they didn't like it. So now they're pandering to a certain extent, but moreover, they're creating the climate we are living in today. See, a policy is like a pebble in a lake. It may go in as a little blip, but by the time it hits the shore, it is a tsunami of failure. And we're just in the beginning stages. Well, uh, uh, everyone is kind of fearful or frightened about it. Chicago's Lawndale neighborhood is reeling after two mass shootings last evening left 10 people shot and one dead. And police say despite all the victims and the witnesses, they are getting very little cooperation. Dane Placco went to Lawndale today to visit a neighborhood under siege. We are in a battle for the heart and soul of some of our communities. It's the day after in Lawndale. Nubs of crime scene tape and surgical gloves on the street and a heavy police presence. Reminders of last night's blast of violence. It ain't safe out here. Well, you, you came to be in your own backyard. Yvonne Jones tends her community garden plot just across the street, where five people were shot last night, next door to an elementary school, the victims ranging in age from 14 to 22. And just minutes earlier, and a few blocks to the east, five more people were shot at the corner of Christiana and Douglas Boulevard. A 15-year-old boy was killed, and a 16-year-old boy is hanging on to life. But police say despite all of the victims and witnesses, nobody's talking. That, that signals to us when you don't cooperate, when you're silent, that you prefer street judges, justice. And Lawndale residents. No, no, no. The reason that they don't tell you is because you have created a judicial system that lets them go back out and murder you for telling them, stupid. And the Democrats have done this around the nation. This was the plan. This is the celebration. This is the cause of a movement that was started after George Floyd. Rather than looking into handling things individually, they had an opportunity to seize control nationwide. And by the way, it is failing nationwide, specifically in Democrat ghettos that they build. And even people of color that live there are recognizing it like the D.C., the D.C. police commissioner. 30 years. I've been born and raised right here in this city, started my patrol career right here in this district. And the way that we're going and the things that we're trying to do, we want to help people. Yes, we should. But you cannot coddle violent criminals. You cannot. You cannot treat violent criminals who are out here making communities unsafe for you, for your loved ones, for me, for my loved ones. They might not want a job. They might not. They might not need services. What they may require is to be off of our streets because they're making it unsafe for us. And if that's what it requires, then that's what it requires. And we have to own that. We have to own it because if not, we see more of this. We see more of this in our communities. And then what happens when someone's shot? You know, people are outraged by it. I'm outraged every time. Every of those 922, a lot of those 198 that died of that, I stood over many of those. Many of them. Watching families suffer when they don't have to. Because we're putting violent criminals or allowing them to be back out in community. That's unacceptable. 
Now, the policeman is black. The people who are held captive in the ghettos that the Democrat policies have built are black. And when they go across the street to the park, what do they see? Then say street justice is out of control, along with other social ills. We came across two men passed out on Douglas Boulevard, apparently from heroin. Tiny drug bags littering the grass. Lawndale resident Vivian Smith calling 911. There's two guys laying in the park. One is not moving. It's sad. Because our neighborhood, black, they always say black on black crime. I don't understand black on black killing each other. For what reason? If this doesn't tell you just how bad it is here in Lawndale, there's blood spatters all over the sidewalk by one of the shooting scenes. But also on the sidewalk, chalk drawings from children, including a hopscotch. How are you a kid in that neighborhood? Heroin bags, bums, heroin drug addicts. You don't even know if they're alive in the park. What's the answer? We keep giving them money. Give the bums money. Let's make drugs easier for them to get. It'll all be utopia. How long until we get there? Does anybody want to ask a Democrat? Because as I look at the at CNN, they, they're excited about um, Trump's ally, Tom Barack, who was a lobbyist to the United Arab Emirates, who just got his bail at two hundred and fifty million dollars is his bail for lobbying and he didn't declare himself 250 million dollars but how about a scumbag in a democrat hub who stabs a woman 40 times and first tonight at nine he is a repeat violent offender accused of stabbing a woman more than 40 times and was given a low bond even after a judge called him a threat to public safety and likely to reoffend, fox 26's randy wallace joining us live from downtown continuing his breaking bond series of reports Magistrate Ava G. Flores says everything you want to hear a judge say, but then she gives an alleged killer yet another felony bond and a chance for freedom. $15,000. Repeat offender with a rap sheet the size of your arm. $15,000. You know what the common denominator here, here is? They're all Democrats. Everywhere they rule is the same. Where the law abiding people must be afraid. It's almost like being an earner in a Democrat run country. After all, you're the bad guy. You want to earn your own money. How dare you try to keep it? But the welfare recipient, steeped in failure and drug addiction and hopelessness, that's the virtuous one. Yet, it doesn't look like it's working out too well. It doesn't look like you live too well at all in those areas. And this was the policy that so many of your congressmen and your senators and your vice president, and yes, even Joe Biden, if he was aware of what he was running on, was defund the police. How do you respond to Republicans who try to paint you and your party as anti-police? They're lying. What about defunding the police, though? Because there's No, I've never, never, never said defunding the police. No, no, no. He just wants to reallocate the money. How about we defund the IRS and defund the EPA? How about we defund the FBI? Let, if we're going to defund their police, let's defund the FBI. Or are they your foot soldiers? Because they could get that to Tom Barack, right? He lied to one of them. $250 million bond. But for the Democrat who stabbed a woman 41 times, you get to walk on some pocket change. 312-642-5600. Have you had enough winning or are you thirsty for more? good song friday funk i like it sounds like my car on the way out of the garage (laughs) i remember when this porky pritzker signed this bill he's all excited i remember also when they uh released the four thousand prisoners i thought boy i think those guys are gonna go home and say they're sorry spend some time with the family everything will be fine 64 murderers Hmm. wasn't long before they were back out in action but it was supposed to be utopia. Part of this massive 700-page law that Governor Pritzker put his signature on this afternoon. Our political reporter, Tamon Bradley, joins us with the story. Ben and Lourdes, this sweeping new law is meant to reshape criminal justice and policing in Illinois. Democrats are holding it up high, while Republicans and many in law enforcement condemn it. And they were right, and the Democrats were wrong. Like every policy they have, every single policy. In fact, let's do this. 312-642-5600. Somebody call me with a Democrat policy that succeeded. Just one. 312-642-5600. Teresa on the north side. 
Hi, Sean. Um, you know, Chicago, New York, L.A., they're all complaining about street crime. I mean, take away the welfare. Let's see how much drugs and guns they can buy. Let's see how well they do with on that one. You know what makes me um, makes me sick? First of all, it, philosophically, I'm against mm-hmm. I'm against laws that create black markets philosophically. And I think that, you know, the more you say that you shouldn't buy X, Y, Z, the more people will create a very dangerous black market where very dangerous people will succeed in that black market. That's historically, that's just how it's been since the dawn of man. However, it is one thing to have that philosophy and say, okay, uh, marijuana should be legal and yada, yada, yada. It is another thing to publicly fund that addiction, to publicly reward failure both financial and societal. When you have a welfare system that actually rewards people for living badly, you are going to get a bunch of people that live badly. That is just the way it is. And and when you get a a judicial system that doesn't punish someone for stabbing his girl or a girl 40 plus times, this guy bonded out. How in the world are we letting criminals that are walking into stores selectively steal under a thousand dollars and we don't call it a crime? Did you know it's not a crime? It's not on the books. You know, most people don't realize it's not bad enough. You know, pickpockets are not on the books either, because if you didn't catch them, you didn't see them, then you dropped it. You lost it. I mean, these are cooked statistics so Democrats can fail less than normal. Thank you, Teresa, for the call. I truly appreciate it. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Thank the you. Democrats, they got one policy today and they got it right. They did it to the extreme and they they they, they were successful. Um, turn us against the Republican Party. Hurt the Republican Party. Right? No, I hate the Republican. I'm a Republican. That's not a, that's not a policy, though. That is a that is a benefit that they have. But the policy, I, I, I'm serious. I want you to think of just one. I mean, you include it all, include Social Security, bankrupt, Medicare, Medicaid, riddled in billions of dollars in fraud, bankrupt, bankrupt, and it sucks. It doesn't really work the way they did. Unemployment insurance doesn't really work the way it did. In fact, they do not have one policy standard, not one that you can come up with that works. When will the American people see it? Or is the plan to just make it so hopeless, like the neighborhoods in Chicago, where you just stop calling them and then you pray for street justice? Because, you know, there is no real justice where a Democrat is in charge. I mean, I think what we should start to do is start to um, announce who the perpetrators and victims, how they're registered to vote. I would like that. So far, we have X amount of candidates, because after all, that's what this is all about. This is about voter rolls. See, because what they know is when the people are hopeless, you have now captivated their their mind. So where their only thing they're going to vote for is more of bad things, more free stuff in their mind free. It's not free at all. And that's how you get a Democrat mafia run city where people like Lori Lightfoot and Pritzker will win in perpetuity because there is no standard of failure in a ghetto. When your kids have to go out and play and hope to dodge bullets and go across the street and see two bums in heroin, you don't know if one's dead or not. What's the definition of failure? Joe in Orlando Park. Or Orland Park, excuse me. Hello? Hi, Joe. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. Sean, quick question for you. Can you tell me, I can't think of it, is there another city, major metropolitan city on planet Earth, with worse shooting numbers than good old Chicago? Philadelphia? New Jersey, New York, per capita. Now, you have to understand we're adjusting for population and Los Angeles. In fact, here's the, here's the real test. I cannot name a Republican-led city. No. But I can name all Democrat-run cities. Yes. What do you think of that? Is there anywhere outside of North America worse than this? Yeah, yeah I, I want to say I, I, I actually believe that um, I still think it's Philadelphia that's the winner. I'm going to have my – I'll tell you what, we, what you've done here, Joe. I'm going to put my uh, staff to work here, and we're going to get that answer to you after we come back. I want to thank you for calling, though. Are we the worst? Chicago's number one. Joe may be on to something. Look at us. We're the most dangerous there is. Crawley in Mount Greenwood. Hi, Crawley. Um, hi. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. I work for the state's attorney's office as an assistant state's attorney. And I wanted to draw attention to something you mentioned. You were mentioning before about how everything has been decriminalized, at least the prosecution of it, starting with the retail theft and raising the limit on the price, as well as the background, which um, is something that 
that people don't understand is that before, even before this bill, we weren't prosecuting those to the extent that that is being portrayed. Those people, people that were getting arrested for stealing food or $50 worth of diapers or toothpaste, the state's attorneys have discretion in their prosecution of these crimes anyway. Same thing with the marijuana. Those cases were being disposed of in alternative courts, alternative sentencing, um, non-jail, non-jail. Nobody was going to jail for a $500 retail theft or a $300 retail theft. Nobody was going to jail. So in essence, they fixed a problem that didn't exist in order to seize a false success. Is that fair enough? That is exact. That is exactly what's happening. And not only that, but in in seizing this false narrative, now we're broadcasting to the criminals that that everything is okay. And and there's so many different things in that bill, including um, you know now if you're on electronic monitoring now. You can't be violated. You can't be charged with escape unless you've been gone for 48 hours. Crawley, I love your call. I love your call. I'm on a heartbreak. Please don't be mad at me. I'm so thankful for your call. I wanted to ask her a question. I do have to go to break. I'll take your calls when I get back. Yeah, you know what it is? They're manipulating um, per 100,000 citizens. Chicago's got a lot of people in it. We're not even in the top 10, if you can believe that. But they are all Democrat-run towns and cities. Number one... Detroit, Michigan. Number two, St. Louis, Missouri. Number three, Memphis, Tennessee. Huh. Democrat. Baltimore, Maryland. Democrat. Springfield, Missouri. Of course, Democrat. Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, I didn't know it was that dangerous in Little Rock. All right, let's, I want to go back to Crawley because thank you for holding, by the way. Thank you. Sure. And what I wanted to ask you is, so I have a friend of mine that worked there for years, and uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but um, I remember him, I remember asking him this question. If you have children that are getting married and they're going to raise a family, would you tell them to move to Cook County? Absolutely not. See, that's that to me is an important that that to me is an important test because you're literally involved with the uh, judicial system. And when that is broken, there is never a good end result. And, you know, they bash these neighborhoods for not wanting to tell everybody everything. And so do I. I jump on that, too. To me, you should always be courageous. But if you have kids and you realize that the criminals are on a revolving door with very low bail, there's there's really no incentive to to want to turn somebody in. If you know they're just going to be mad when they get out and they're going to hurt you or your loved ones. So how do you fix this from your point of view? From the law, you're supposed to enforce the law, yet the, the, the government is not allowing you or the the judges themselves are, are just not doing it. What, what is your answer? Well, even I mean, you're going to see now because this bill that passed is not just for Cook County. This bill that passed is for all the counties. So even your places like DuPage and Will and Lake, where traditionally those are more those are more pro-law enforcement, anti-criminal, they're more stringent, they've always got harsher sentences, you're going to see the same thing start to happen there. And unfortunately, you know, it's easy to blame the judge. It's easy to blame the state's attorney. It's not, it is, it is what happened in the legislature and what, I mean, again, like you said, it is who we elect as a whole, maybe not as reflective in every community, but it is who is elected because ultimately, whether Cook County wants to prosecute certain crimes or not is one thing. But when you make a bill like this, when the legislature pushes a bill through like this, and these legislatures are people that we've elected, when you push a bill through like this, now you're tying the hands of not just, you know, Cook County. So you leave Cook County and go to Will County, fine. You leave Cook County and you go to DuPage, fine. Now there's nowhere to go because this legislature that's passed by the people that we've elected these other counties are now this is the law now the not prosecuting of the crimes isn't just something that happens in Cook County now this is going to be something that you're going to see widespread throughout the state unfortunately Crawley this and is why I want my kids how... to never come back to Illinois I'm not kidding you because if you if, if someone can harm them and there's really no uh prosecution of that person what's the what's the disincentivize them from harming them and this is something that is so obvious to everyone this is what the police said at the time that porky signed the bill how could they be shocked by the results we are now just beginning to live in and and you could see this happening in a year times it by 12 i mean and it's just what's interesting is that 
as far as what you know what, what you can do we had we always have and it's kind of a, a, unfortunate but it's a rotating it's a, it's a it's a revolving door of alternative sentencing programs which actually actually are used and actually are a good use of taxpayers money and i don't know who thought of that i don't know if it was a democrat or a republican i don't really care no no but no, these no. there are alternative sentencing programs that may sound um you know like like a slap on the wrist and, and can sometimes be but there are programs that cannot create a felony the county state's attorney's office was never in the business of creating felons if we could look at someone's background and look at their their situations which we always do on every case it has nothing to do with demographics or race or anything like that you look at the person's background and you say well maybe this person needs a second chance let's get them into one of these diversion programs let's help this person let's help this person move forward and maybe become i'd rather have a person become a productive citizen so, than, so would we all so, so would we all but that that, is, that requires work and you know that what doesn't require work is falling back into that black market lifestyle of selling drugs of robbing people and living like a scoundrel that's easy to do the other thing is hard, it but is if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're rewarding that, you're literally at a certain point rewarding uh, re-offenders, and you're rewarding a lifestyle of, of, of no achievements. You're paying them the equivalent of making 50000 a year. You're only going to get more of this. Isn't that fair to say? I mean, it's it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Well, Crawley, listen, I want to thank you. It ever gets better. I want to thank you for making the call. I really do. Thank you so much, and and please be safe and do your job. And I'm I I feel better that people like you are working in the state's attorney's office. I just don't feel real good about the and leadership. There's a lot of them. Good. There's a lot of us, Sean. I know that there's a lot of us still there that are still okay. trying to fight. And see, I I, I played good. nice. I never asked you for one minute if I'm right and Kim Fox's head looks like a peanut. I didn't ask you that. I kept it all nice and above board. So thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> I know it's not funny. I just had to get it out there. I'm confused by that whole thing. Lloyd in Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing today, Sean? I'm all right. I feel a little got, better got, for about people like that being in the in, in the you know Cook County State's Attorney and people that that know that we have to do something and it's dangerous out there rather than seeing the political upper echelon of these bureaucracies and realizing these are people that are selling you a political agenda they're not interested in protecting the citizens so I do feel better that the the people who actually work there do do want to make it safer for us I feel good go ahead yes sir keeping the faith anyways uh, one policy that seems to work for the Democrats is socialism it works everywhere it's allowed to be applied. It's like oppression and everything else. Uh, it works from the negative. allow it to be applied. So you're, you're suggesting that it works from the negative because it doesn't work in the sales pitch that it's sold. Is that what I'm to understand? Right. Yeah. You have to camouflage something if you want to sell it because on its face value, so what you notice is no good. What you're suggesting is it creates that Pavlov dog, just vote for me and I'll set you free at election time. And they're willing to overlook the ghettos that it builds, the crime that it incentivizes, and the failure that it breeds. Is that what you're saying? The ball of confusion. All right. I like it. See, I think I put a better confusion. See, together we made a very good point. Yeah. Of course, I had the polishers up. Thank you, Lloyd. I appreciate it. Don in Bloomingdale. <laughs> Sean, I got two friends that work for some of the largest financial firms in the United States, and they've been telling me for the last five years, Democrat or Republican, they don't want anybody in prison. It's too much money, whether it be private or state or federally run. They want all of them out. So how does that look? What does that look like when you have criminals that don't go to prison? I mean, I, I, I guess we are to a certain extent seeing it, right? You've released 4,000 yeah, criminals like Chicago. It, like Chicago. because of COVID. You released 4,000 criminals. 64 of those are murderers. You have very low bonds. You really are not incentivizing or you're not penalizing any kind of criminal behavior unless it's horrific. And even then, are we, you know, as I look at the carjacking uh, instances, you're seeing that these are children who are committing these carjacking crimes, the ones that they're catching three and four and five times. And these kids are 16, 17, 18, 15. So how do you break the chain? And and my answer is going to be to penalize them, right? Because what keeps people straight is when the penalty scares them. So in other words, if you had a carjacking penalty that said carjacking, as, as bad as it sucks, you're going to get 10 years in prison and you are not going to qualify for any welfare. I think you'd have carjacking drop significantly the next day. What do you think? 
Absolutely, absolutely. But instead, to get rid of the drug problem, somebody's going to come up with the uh, let's outlaw hypodermic needles. We're going to get rid of the drug problem by having society pay for drugs. It almost makes as much sense as uh, Joe Biden did in the town hall yesterday. 312-642-5600. Policies have consequences. And you know the saddest part, I really do believe with all of... uh, what I predict that, 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 that Pritzker, no matter how much he's abused the Democrat citizens, will continue to be reelected. I really do believe that. Um, I forgot to ask about Juicy Smollier. Wasn't he in the news? The French impressionist? For, uh, he was back in town, wasn't he? I wonder what happened. See, when you got enough money, uh, nothing really happens. All right, I'm going to go to Bill in Cape Coral, Florida. For, before we get started, give me like an update. Sunny, 97. Am I right? Well... Well, believe it or not, I'm in my summer home in Wisconsin. I oh. left off to come up here. <laughs> all right, all right, anyway, fair enough. Go. Hey, they're still putting people in jail. The state attorney was talking. They're still putting people in jail. You know who they're putting in jail? The police who make a split-second decision, and, and uh, they're going to sit on the couch and have a coffee and decide to put them in prison for 80 years. Or the, or the guy who's defending his home, and some moron comes in there. They don't want to put the dog in jail, but they put these poor victims in jail. Victims of uh, defending themselves. That's what their game is. You know, Bill, I uh, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's sorry, Bill. You got to get off the tracks. Thank you very much. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing um, when you have to be a policeman in this day and age. I had I, I had run into a couple yesterday. That guy backed up into my car, and I was involved in a little thing. And and police came, and I was walking, looking at all these young kids. To me, they were young kids. And I'm thinking to myself, how happy are they to be on this call and not some other call where uh, they could be trying to 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 stop a fight and then they become the one that's arrested or they're the one that's sued because of what happens in a, in an altercation. It's really a interesting time when you're rewarding or you're not penalizing criminal acts, except when they're. You know, when law enforcement, when you deem what they do to be criminal, it cannot end well. It will not end well. Bill in Warrenville. Hi. Hi, Bill. Uh, All of these uh, efforts to defund police, to decriminalize criminal activity, uh, they're going to go against the the outcry against uh, the former lynchings and such, because when there is no judicial process to restrain the criminals, people will re- have to rely on their own you know, methods. And, uh, yeah, hey, if someone's going to you know, carjack you, shoot them dead. Oh, yeah. You know, if yeah. someone's going to break into your house, shoot them dead. Okay. Don't call your dog off of them. You know, you know things like that, because what hope is there that, that they're going to be you know, prosecuted by a prosecutor oh, who or is even worse, dr- Bill, coming down the charges to begin with. Or even worse, you call the police on them, they get taken to the police station, they're out in 30 minutes, and now they're really mad. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. And that, or that's thank you for the call, Bill. That's what I was thinking of as I listened to that Chicago report. You have your kids outside that are trying to live. You can't even keep them in the backyard, let alone the front yard. And it's complete mayhem because, after all, this is the result of Democrat policies. Every Chicago neighborhood and Chicago itself is the result of Democrat policies. So are you going to turn to your abuser for help? It kind of makes sense why, you know, to a certain extent, I think Bill's right. You, you, you got better chance with people defending their neighborhood than you do with a police force that you promise to prosecute if they do one thing or it appears that they do one thing wrong. Rusty and Rosemont. Hi, Rusty. Hey, Sean. Love, love the show, man. Thank hey, you, question for you, though. I don't get it. What's, what's with Kim Fox and George Soros? Why don't they want to feel prosecuted? Why, why, when someone has their ankle bracelet and breaks it off, doesn't it, don't they get prosecuted well, I don't, I, at all? I think, you're, I think you're being too specific with the names. I think you could, you could argue it's the Democrat Party, right? Because after all, it's the Democrat why? Party that implements those policies. If you're asking me why, I think it's to shore up voter base. That's how I started the segment. To me, it is to shore up voter base, because what was happening is people were living through the the ramifications of Democrat policies and they were losing them. They were very upset at the amount of people that they counted on that were voting for Donald Trump. He received more minority votes than any other Republican. And I think it made him nervous. So I think they tried to pander to them. And that's why they increase all of the money for nothing. 
And that's why they're, they're, they're balkanizing this country by, by making people who are not very successful hate people who are. If you ever heard yeah. of a president in this country guaranteed to strip people away from wealth that make it in the name of those that don't, it kind of takes away from the distraction of their own failures. Because as you could hear from that woman's voice in the Chicago news, you think she's not aware that this is Lori Lightfoot and the rest of the Chicago mafia Democrats issue that created her neighborhood like this, where her kids are going across the street and heroin addicts are there and crime criminals are not being punished. She's aware of it. They got to figure out a way to get her back in the corral to vote Democrat again. Thank you, Rusty, for the call. Thank you all for listening. I have a great guest coming up. And then don't forget, if I didn't get to you, you call back for uh, Friday features with me after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. As you know, if you listen to this show, I love movies. I also recognize that since the Great Depression, many, many movies have put a positive spin on collectivism of various kinds, of socialism, of communism, totalitarianism to a certain extent. Even one of my favorites, Grapes of Wrath, has a very, very strong undercurrent of a socialist utopia. It's no um, coincidence that many, many screenwriters, many legendary screenwriters, Alvi Bessie, Lester Cole, Dalton Trumbo, have had or not denied an affiliation with communism. So this is a subtlety that has now made it into an open and notorious pro-Marxist media and other other, uh, movies and an agenda that's been sold to children and the rest of people. Maybe the best way to get it back is if the people who love the idea of freedom and liberty and Americanism were to come up with their own kind of industry that entertained and educated people. Jake Airy is a host of Studio Jake at StudioJakeMedia.com. I wanted to bring him on because I believe he feels my same passion for entertainment and hope that somehow American principles can work their way back into American entertainment. How are you, Jake? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. So I appreciate you coming on, and I, I, I wanted to see if, in fact, I was, I was right, that it, it, it has been, to a certain extent, collectivism and Marxism and communism have been, have been subtle at first. They took about a 10-year period off during World War II, and then really hardcore to where um, we would all be better off if we kind of accepted kind of a hybrid capitalist collectivist society. And it's been being sold to us even on on programs. Am I fair in saying that? Oh, absolutely. There's been so much documentation uh, showing that that isn't that 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 is a fact. And um, there's also a very um, a willingness for the modern day Marxist to kind of eat their own and go after very successful people who were very welcomed in their industry. And I was reading from Studio Jake Media. Um, how, in fact, they're even going after some very notable authors like um, Tolkien, right? Yeah, it's it's really odd with Tolkien because he was so openly against fascism, against communism, against collective, collectivism. Anyone who has read The Lord of the Rings, which, which I have, or even The Hobbit, can attest to this. But it's like they want to imprint their own ideals of social justice onto his fiction. So they'll take a line out of context, a line from one of the poems that he wrote in the books in order to say, oh, hey, he was one of us. He was a leftist because they know they can't just throw him out yet. And I I was speaking with someone else and I said, I think C.S. Lewis is going to be next. I think they're going to try to try to imprint their own ideas onto C.S. Lewis's works. You know, it used to be, and, and what I loved about film is that it's somebody, an unknown, a kid, could come out of the nowhere. And it was because of his work, because of his unique artist ability and vision and his ability to write. Somebody like Orson Welles 
could come up and change cinematography. I don't know to this day if Orson Welles was a communist or a capitalist. I believed he uh, shared American principles and appreciation because after all, it was only a country like this that could make an Orson Welles. But if you have an entire industry, an entertainment industry that wants to have as a a resume, not just a builder, but but a prerequisite that you are, in fact, a socialist sympathizer, aren't you? going to forever change what could be by keeping out people that may be the next Orson Welles if they happen to be affiliated with non-communists? Absolutely, and we're seeing that in real time. There's a blacklist that's happening in Hollywood that is very different from the ones that happened during, you know, sort of the Red Scare, which I actually don't think it was as big a Red Scare as people thought it was. I think people had reason to be concerned. But we're seeing it, for one side of the aisle, whereas before it was about sort of a foreign power. So are you affiliated with international socialist or international communist? Now they're actually going after Americans who have sort of what you, what you were describing earlier as Americanism ideals. Those, those homegrown things that make us all Patriot. And they're trying to go after people who want to espouse those sort of ideals. And I think that, they're alienating the audience by doing this. I was listening or, or reading um, somewhere an old studio head has said that because of the way in which filmmaking in the industry has changed, it is going to be controlled by but four main companies. And those are these streaming companies who have now branched off into their own studios. So the way that, that I grew up, I'm in my fifties, the way that I grew up with having some competition and uh, to a certain extent, even the ability for some newcomers to break in and, and grab a foothold. And I mean this not, not, not doing a hip check, but even like a, the Weinstein company came out of virtually nowhere and then grabbed a big portion of that industry because it was a studio that had a mission to uh, go after certain action movies and that kind of Quentin Tarantino thing. When you have just these few studio heads in charge, can that ever happen again? Or are they just forever going to dominate what we see? With film, I honestly have a little bit more optimism. I've talked with other film enthusiasts about this. I have more more hope because every once in a while something breaks through. And we, we saw for a while the movie industry was controlled by five studios, right? They called them the big five. We saw, you know, right. MGM and, and Warner Brothers and so on and so forth. And then now, like you, you're saying, it's the streaming services. It's HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Studios. And I think that streaming is going to evolve how we watch movies, but I honestly think we're going to see sort of another uh, quake, if you will, with the film industry, that it's going to kind of go back to sort of these indie productions, because we're seeing that happen right now, where just an indie movie will just blow everyone's minds, and it'll break through the, the Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt. That No one saw that one coming and it was a huge success for Amazon studios. And it's a movie that avoids sort of the SJW narrative. It focuses on strong moral values. And I think that gives me hope a little bit to say, Hey, I think we can uh, get to the other side of this. It's going to be a fight, but I think we can do it. Break down the SJW. What do you mean by that? Uh, Well, social justice warriors who want to sort of infect culture with this very left-wing collectivism that sort of, you know, promotes the ideas of socialism, of communism. They, they want to bring that into the culture through our favorite entertainment. We're, we're seeing that happening with Star Wars, with uh, He-Man, I, and I'm using sort of these Uh, you know, pop culture references because that's where they start. And as you mentioned earlier, now they're moving into Tolkien with Amazon studios and the Lord of the Rings, their their prequel series. They've already said, we're going to make it like game of Thrones. Well, that's not middle earth. That's not Tolkien. And so they're bringing in sort of these collectivist values into these properties that people love, because in my opinion, they can't do anything original or when they try, they end up embarrassing themselves the cuties debacle is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Although being half Norwegian, I was always fond of Thor. Kind of had my eye on Captain America. I never liked the tights. However, the, the, whole, the whole point of his story is that he was in love 
during World War II, and he was um, enhanced through this genetic engineering so that he never aged yet. The love of his life dies, and he is forlorn for decades into the future, and now he is homosexual. Do you think that that is specifically to both push forward the social justice warrior mission and at the same sense a little hip check towards patriotism or is it just me and am I, I being too sensitive? Well, you're absolutely right. Even Marvel Comics themselves, they just recently published a comic book that shows Captain America seemingly fighting on the side of the Viet Cong. They haven't been so much um, open and explicit, but the, the comic book, I believe it's called... Um, I, it, well, the name escapes me, but they're basically showing Captain America beating up U.S. soldiers who are fighting the war in Vietnam, and seemingly. And I really think, like you said, it's a hip check, and they're saying, "Hey, what you thought was great wasn't so great. America wasn't great. It isn't great, and neither was Captain America." And you know, Captain America is a person who's obviously in fiction, and he's someone that I certainly grew up loving. I had Captain America action figures, collect the comic books, still do. And I think that we're going to, we're going to see a cultural pushback against this uh, sort of thing continuing. And we're seeing it with the, it's particularly in comic books where the cells are dropping faster than the lock and people are even turning to the, to the Eastern market to get their alternatives to, to comic books in the form of manga and anime. If Wonder Woman transitions... What's her name going to be? <laughs> uh, I guess uh, uh, Wonder Z. Do you remember the? There's a movie. There's a, a movie written about the true story of Wonder Woman. And one of the favorite things I like about it is that at the time, Wonder Woman was really seen as something outrageous. As she was, and the and the author was a, was a male, embracing her sexuality as a woman and able to have kind of that beginning of the "I am a woman and I am strong and can be just as strong as men." And it was really something to watch as she was sexy yet she was a superhero. Instead of women embracing that, why do you think it is that we? have this new culture of women that want to destroy that idea of femininity and 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 what a woman could be versus this new kind of barista transitioning kind of hero i feel that the attack on femininity is is in part a uh just the natural next step after they went after masculinity right they had to go after straight males, particularly straight white males. And so now they have to say, oh, femininity, it's also toxic. And they're trying to make everyone seem androgynous because if you're androgynous, you're just part of the collective. There is no individuality. What is so great about sort of traditional femininity is it makes a person an individual. It makes a woman an individual with, like you said, strength and power and in her own way and in her own right. So they have to eliminate that just like they have continually gone after masculinity for the past decade. It's just the next logical step in the attack. And we're seeing that with the the Powerpuff Girls remake that their CW is trying to get off the ground. We're seeing that in other properties. I mentioned Star Wars earlier. Star Trek is another one where they're trying to pull this off. And I really feel that. Um, oh, who's going to be gay in Star Trek? Movie. I'm a huge Star oh, Trek fan. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Who's going to be gay? Oh, I am too. It's, but the new stuff, like you're saying, they are just trying to eliminate femininity altogether, and I think that we're, well, it's going to get worse. They're not going to make... Is Kirk going to be gay in the next one? I, if you make if you make uh, Captain Kirk gay, I, I believe even the most hardened, left-wing Star Trek fan will revolt against all right, that. All right. I mean, we got to keep some, you know, let's keep some sanity. Uh, the pro-life movie, Gosnell. I, was, uh, I didn't get a chance to dive into the article. Give me an update before I let you go. But, well, uh, as far as I know, Gosnell was a huge success. I uh, um, used to work with Andrew Clavin, who wrote the script. I, I know the producers. It is something that is going to uh, blow your minds, and obviously it came out, of, um, I believe, in 2019. So and it was banned? Chance, was it banned right away? 
It was not banned right away. Um, it, it did get banned on certain streaming services, and uh, but last I checked, I believe you can still rent it in some places. But it was uh, it definitely had trouble getting any sort of theatrical representation. Don't you think it's ironic that the communist sympathizers of today and the modern day Democrats are very comfortable banning things? Do you just not find that outrageous? I do. It makes me chuckle. Um, it makes me chuckle every time I see that they went after something new or or something old and they say, hey, we can't have that anymore. Jake Airy, host of Studio Jake at StudioJakeMedia.com. I want to thank you for joining me. I had a good time. I hope you come back and keep us updated on the new trends in fascism in the future. What do you say? Oh, absolutely. And thank you again for having me on. All right. Wonderful. I'll take your calls and comments after we get back. All right, I, the fastest show, I really, I got so much I want to talk about, I don't have a lot of time. And then we're going to do Friday Features with Sean at 635. So, while I was talking to Jake, I mentioned the movie Gosnell. It's Dr. Kermit Gosnell. He uh, pretended to be an abortionist rather than a serial killer, yet he was a serial killer. He was unethical. What he was doing was an atrocity. And may he forever burn in hell. However, that's what I view abortion as. It's a very big topic. And the idea that you take the money from the people who work like me and you pay for people to kill their kids and you hide behind words makes me sick to my stomach. There's one party that pushes the baby murder, the greatest genocide in American history called abortion. It is the Democrat Mafia Party, because not only are they degrowth, they're defuture. They believe the problem with the earth is that we have too many people. So any excuse to make it harder for people to procreate and have children, they're all in for. They need a society that is loyal and stupid, and that explains all of their policies. But Pelosi was asked, is it right to have the public and people like me extorted and then take my money and pay for what I believe is the greatest genocide in world history called abortion? Speaker, there's a bill before the House that uh, would prohibit uh, taxpayer-funded abortion. It's been brought by Republicans 37 times for a vote on the House floor. Uh, but has been blocked by Democrats. Can you explain why? It has been blocked by Democrats. Now, here's a part where this old hag who's been in politics for 40 years since she didn't need a facelift and her belly button was in the right place instead of on her chin where it is now. So this hag, who is a master of parliamentary trickery, pretends that this has not been blocked 37 times. And the reason that it's blocked is because we have been paying for abortion. All of us, even the people who recognize it as the greatest evil in the world, the same people who understood that Kermit Gosnell is a serial killing scumbag who should burn in hell. And now she doesn't understand the question. You have to be such a lowlife scumbag to vote Democrat, really. You deserve what you're going to get. Been blocked for a vote to allow a vote on the House floor. The bill. But it hasn't been blocked by Democrats. Yes, it has, well, dummy. It, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been accepted. I well, we, we will be voting on it. It passed in committee. We think it is the right thing to do. It is something that many of us have um, been concerned about for a long time uh, as an issue of health, as an issue of fairness. And we... We'll send the bills over to the Senate. We'll see. Uh, it may be. No, I'm sorry. I think you misunderstood. It, it's, it's, a, it's a bill to, to prohibit taxpayer-funded abortions, to, to have money go to taxpayer This old hag. Well, that's it? in the law for Medicaid. You're talking about Medicaid. That's in the law. What we have in our bill is to overturn that. There's no need to have that. That is the law now. Mm-hmm. And the reasons why to have it overturned? Because it's an issue of health of many women in America, especially those uh, in uh, uh, lower income situations and in uh, different states. And uh, it is so you're going to keep paying for the abortion because it's an issue of health, except for the health of the baby, the one you're murdering, the way that they hide behind their intention. They hide behind words to get their way. If it wasn't sickening, if it wasn't sickening, you could almost admire what kind of scum and open, bald faced liars they are. It's an absolute disgrace. All right. When we get back, Friday features with Sean. I just had to get that out because the idea that this old hag is hiding behind a right uh, uh, for people to kill their babies while people like me are paying for it is just too much to bear. 
All right, so give me a call. I want your suggestions. We're going to open the lines right now. I want a movie. I got a good one. I want a documentary. I have an excellent one. And I want a show. And I'm still into The Mentalist. I love it. 312-642-5600. Lines are open right now. Let's all go to the line. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right. I believe that uh, traditionally, since we started this, I gave you mine first, right? I don't wait till the end. So I have to tell you, I uh, Prime lets out new movies on Friday. Both Prime and Netflix do that. So they, I, I logged in this morning, and I said, all right, let me get started. And it was called Jolt, and it had quite the cast in it. Terrible. I got through 20 minutes of it, bailed. Just stank. I had to go back to an older one, The Man Who Loved Women. With Burt Reynolds. I tell you what, I absolutely love it. Documentary, Common Sense in a Senseless World, Thomas Sowell. It goes back all the way through to when Thomas Sowell originally was a Marxist and understood that uh, it didn't work and then became one of Milton Friedman's loyal students. And also, Frame 313, the JFK assassination theories. Did you know they still haven't released an investigation that they had into JFK Warren report, which was nonsense, nonsense. Oswald was a patsy. They didn't release it. They're not going to release it for 20 years. It's kind of like how they, how uh, uh, Pisaki doesn't want to release the numbers of the COVID people, people who have COVID in the white house that were already fully vaccinated. She doesn't want to release those numbers too. Very similar to the JFK thing. All right. Now it's your turn. Bob in midway. Hi, Sean. Love your show. Oh, thank you. This is this isn't a documentary, but it's a um, it's a re- it's a really bizarre film. It's an it's from 1984, and it stars Harry Dean Stanton, who's been in a million things over the years, and Emilio Estevez. Just check it out. I think you'll like it. it, it, it it's just it's really it's. What's the name funny. of it? The Repo Man. In fact, I have seen Repo Man. I saw that in high school. It was excellent. I loved it. And I want to say they remade it. I just can't remember who they remade it with. It was in 2000, like uh, 10. In fact, it had that guy, The uh, I want to say he's British, Judd. Judd Law. Oh, Judd yeah, Law yeah. is oh, in the I remake with oh, Forrest I... Whitaker. Jude Law. I'm sorry. Did I say Judd? Jude Law. Judd is yeah. my nickname for my goddaughter. Uh, thank you very much, yeah, Bob. That, it is excellent, and I will revisit it. Thank you. You don't have a documentary? No, do, it. do it. It's very funny. All right. No documentary? No, no documentary. Right. I'm going to get on the Nick. Thank you so much for the call, Bob. I appreciate it. Nick, Northwest Side. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, you have one of the very best programs ever. I even love your encore shows. I look forward to hearing oh, them rather you. than looking something up. It, it, even those are so good because you're always good at what you do. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if you would be good enough to let me give you two websites, they're not anything that, that asks for money. They're not mine. They don't ask for money. And if somewhere there's an indication you can donate, I would just say don't because I don't know. I've never seen them. I don't have a computer, but I know what they're about. Uh, I've seen one on TV. Uh, uh, by Ukraine, the genocide of 1932-33 by Stalin to kill off the Ukrainian people or, or punish them. It killed off 7 million in one year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, it. Okay, one, one of us is www.ukrainegenocide.com. One word, it's U-K-R-A-I-N-E. Okay. Ukrainegenocide.com. You know what the other you... one that uh, I on. saw on TV, can I say the other one? It's www.sovietstory.com. I don't know how that came out to be a good one about Ukraine, but it, it, Ukraine then was part of the USSR, Soviet Socialist Republics, one of those republics, Nick, sovietstory.com. You know what yeah. you'd like? It's called Apocalypse Stalin. You must watch it, oh. an Apocalypse uh, Nazi. You'd love it, and then, you know, you're, you could wait for the next one coming in like 30 years. It's going to be Apocalypse Biden. Ken, St. Charles. Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. So good to talk to you. I'm spreading the word all over the... All over about you. I got my friends in Arkansas. Really? Florida. Oh, I love Am I big in Arkansas yet? Because I've always wanted to say I'm big in Arkansas. Oh, uh, it, it, we're in a lake, Norfolk Lake. Uh-huh. 
It was beautiful. I mean, I mean, beautiful. Clean, nice. You know, I've always wanted to go. I, I, I drove back from Florida last weekend, and I, I went through Alabama and different sections. I am going to one day take a couple weeks and just drive through Arkansas. I've always wanted yeah, to do it. You, you will love it, brother. I'm, right. I'm sitting there watching my brother just started the grill with his Sean Thompson T-shirt that I got him for his birthday. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. It looks good. Wonderful. But he did Thank cut you. the sleeves off. What can I say? That's all right. I'm sure it looks great. you got to have the guns yeah. hang out. I love it. All right, so what do you got for a movie? The documentary is White Boy Rick. Have you seen that on Netflix? So listen, I did not see the movie, but I did see most of the documentary. Unbelievable. And how many people people know that that scumbag that was the in Beverly Hills cop, he was uh, Eddie Murphy's sergeant, was actually a crooked mayor. Right. In Detroit. Is it unbelievable? For it's that alone, the, the, for the that alone, you must see the documentary. The yeah. documentary is outstanding. I was just telling my brother Billy, I go, Bill, you got to watch this because you would, it shows the demise of Detroit, how it was ran, and what they did to this kid. I mean, the kid was no angel. No. But what they did to him to do 30 something years in the joint yeah. for what he did. If he was in the CIA, they would have bought him a man. If he was in the CIA, they would have bought him a ranch in Northern California. Ken, thank you, and thank your brother I for watching. Love you, Sean. Take I care, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Sid in Portage Park. Yeah, Sean. The documentary that I want to recommend is called "Is Detroit Burning?" No, you and want it's a, what's that? I never heard of it. I'm very interested in this. Go ahead. Outside the fire service, not too many people have, but it's very compelling. It. Uh, it looks at what the fire department goes through in Detroit every Halloween with uh, the rash of arson fires. And then it goes further. It talks about how the fire department has uh, been crippled by budget cutbacks, how firemen have lost their pensions. And uh, it's, it's pretty sad stuff. Sid, thank you so much. I really appreciate Where can I get it? Do I go on YouTube or can I get it like from Prime or what do you think? Yeah, you can get it. You can just Google it, and uh, it'll come up. Sid, thanks for making the call, and thanks for the suggestion. I'm going to get to it this weekend, I promise. Thank you so much. Oh, I hung up on Sid. Sorry, Sid. Don't be mad. Bonnie in Logan Square. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Sean. I can't believe I'm talking to you on the phone, not just on the radio. It's great. You do need three hours. I love I it. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to see what we could do. I think some suit out there has got to be listening. You know, I, my thing, I so. uh, my uh, restraining order with Sean Hannity wears off at the end of the month. I'm going to go knock on his door <laughs> in Naples, Florida, and scare him. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I just have one movie. Uh, it's based on a true story, although it's not really a documentary. Um, it's called Mr. Jones, and it was a DVD that I rented from the library. I don't know how old it is, but it was based on another Soviet story. This was a Welsh journalist during World War II, who uh, was opposed by the English. He wanted to go to Russia. He had heard stories about the starvation in the Ukraine and how Stalin was taking all the food for the Russians and not letting the Ukrainians keep anything. Um, He was limited to like three days in Moscow, but he managed to escape and uh, documented all the starvation and the mistreatment in the Ukraine. Okay. He was um, opposed, but... He did succeed in getting the story out, although he was murdered by the Soviets a few years later while he was still in his 30s. Mr. Jones. That was I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to tell you why, Bonnie, when I saw it in the, in, the, uh, in the subject matter here, is that it is on Prime. You could see it right on the homepage. It's ah. one of the first movies that comes in. So, Bonnie, thank you so much. I may watch it on my You're way home. Welcome. You know how I like to drive and watch TV. 312 if uh, I just hung up on you by accident, call back, because I think I did. I've got four open lines, 312-642-5600 after this. Fastest show. There, a whole weekend coming up. I'm already looking forward to Monday. But I need some movies to let me know what to do here. Nick in Kenosha. Hey, how are you? Wonderful, Nick. How are you? I, I, I let you know about uh, Chasing Ghosts, and you said it, would, it took you back to a better time. It was playing, fantastic. Uh, it really games. was. It was fantastic. Yes. Um, so there's, I'm, I'm kind of a big nerd, and uh, there's certain things that I will never touch, and that's one thing called LARPing, which is called live-action role-play. All right. And uh, if you want to see the, the epitome of that, it's, it's called Monster Camp. Okay. 
a it's a documentary it's about a docu- it, so. so the documentary not the movie because there's a movie I know but I haven't seen so this is the documentary <laughs> called Monster Camp now when you say you're a big nerd do you mean like uh, Pritzker like uh, what do you think of my Tonka toilet idea Oh, no, 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 right. no, not, not, not that at all. Not, not that, that big all. nerd. So you're in shape. No. In other words, you don't need an assistant to wash yourself. You're good. Uh, no, no, I actually am in good shape. Uh, I've, been, I've been working on my lawn all weekend here. So Very good, Nick. We'll enjoy Kenosha, enjoy the freedom of Wisconsin, and feel pity uh, for our, I, your I neighbors. Try. Thank I you, buddy. Thank right. you. Dave and Wheaton. Hey, Sean, hope you had a good week. And, um, you did. I, I, I hope national syndication for you. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah, I hope national syndication yeah. and uh, oh, it'd be awesome. You should see the, the look. That I'm gonna... You should see the look on Johnny Rocket's face because he all he does wants he's walking around flip flops. This kid doesn't want national syndication. He doesn't want to be under stress. I want it for him. I'm going to make him get the bald spot. He'll love it. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> um, there's a uh, a movie called Choke, and it's it's a documentary about Hicks on Gracie. Uh, he's a uh, like Brazil's number one fighter. Oh, I and did ho- see this. They are bad to the bone. You could beat them like a tire. They don't care. They'll choke you out eventually. I love it. It's great. And uh, the thing that he taught me in a seminar was anything you can do to somebody else, typically in a fight, they can do back to you. That's very true. So you want to de-escalate, he was saying. But but you know that reminds me of the Democrats and the Republicans. Anything they do to us, we we should be doing back to them. I like it. Because and this is mutual, uh, this is why I carry a Norwegian fighting axe in my car. But go ahead. What what's the okay. movie? Okay, the movie um The Year of Living Dangerously with Mel Gibson and Sigourney Weaver. Um never saw it. How did I miss uh, this? About Sigourney, uh, she's a, it's about, she's a sexy uh, son of a gun. Yeah, well, it's, it's Mel Gibson at his absolute GQ best. All right, I'm in watching his, it. In terms of his appearance and his acting, and Vangelis does the music for it. Dave, There's a, uh, a woman that actually... Don't get mad at me, Dave. I'm running out of time. i got to get to Joe and Ken, go ahead, but I'm going to watch go it. I appreciate it. Don't get mad. Joe, Northwest Side. Hey, um Son, a uh, big fan. Um, I, I understand. Are you from Melrose Park? I am. Oh, I used to, I was a resident there for about 15 years. I used to work there. Hope I didn't break your um, window or date your daughter. I used to do. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, I had to get out of that town. All right, um, It's a great documentary called The 7-5, uh, the 75th Precinct out of New York. Oh, One of the most cops, Michael Dowd. Fantastic. I highly recommend it, Joe. Thank it's you so gripping. much. You cannot pull yourself away from it. It's incredible. People will not believe it's a true story. Thank you very much. I had to cut you loose. Got to go to Ken and Lyons. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, uh, Man in the High Castle. It's a series. I just found out about it. Written by Philip K. Dick. Um, yeah. Legend, it's uh, as and, if uh, the yeah. National Socialists won, but when they had the Hugo Boss uniforms, not the ones in diapers today. Love it. Go ahead. What else you got? Even, and, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not anti-military, but the Invisible War does cast a little bit of shadow, and it will destroy you. And it's called the Invisible War? Yeah, it's uh, about basically raping the military. It's terrible. All right, very good. I'm going to watch it. Thanks for <laughs> in case I'm in the mood for terrible. Thank you very much. Now, Teresa on the north side, second time I'm breaking a rule for you, kid. Go. I know you are, Sean. Uh, movie suggestion, Roadrunner. It's about Chef Anthony Bourdain. Ooh. I loved his shows going all over Wait, the and world. This is when they, this is when they, they faked his voice and cloned it through cyber technology. Yeah. Yeah, another reason I not know, to talk to I the know. FBI. All right, thank you very much, Teresa. They're cloning voices now, for God's sakes. That can't end well. All right, 70 hours. Enjoy your weekend. Never go into business with a Democrat. I'll talk to you on Monday. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.